Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Once again, Phil and I here to chat with you guys about financial stuff. And uh, this week, Phil, healthcare. Healthcare. Uh, you know, yeah, we got to talk about it, right? Some strategic, strategic planning. I can't, I can't say that today for some reason. Uh, for retiree healthcare, look, I mean, it's it is what it is, right? It's costing, it costs more than ever. Uh, it's going up, and there's just a lot of things we got to, you know, be aware of, especially, yep. you know, um, as we're aging, all these different things are just continuing to happen to us. So we got to focus on some of these critical aspects of it because this is the one that most people will avoid you know let's be right. long-term care and healthcare in general it's funny like we all are really yeah, worried about it talk about it it's we're, you know we're all yeah, worried yeah, about it but yet we don't want to touch it very much because it just winds up there's the mortality side of things and no one mm -hmm. likes to think about that but it's also pretty expensive it can be pretty daunting so well and and for retirees it's it's a whole different game and, and a whole how other it game. works versus yeah. you know somebody that's employed i mean you're you're i don't want to say stuck but here's your right. your options right whatever the company offers you know if yeah, they have exactly uh, any benefits anymore, yeah, you know, or true. you're in the marketplace. I mean, it's not as, um, you don't have as many options, yeah. you know, so you've got to make sure you understand the options and then plan for that and how that's going to look as you get into retirement. So, yeah. So, so stick with us. We're going to break this down a little bit, folks. We're going to go through some things here for retirees and probably pre-retirees as well, uh, as, as usual. So how prepared is speaking of how prepared is the average pre-retiree for handling Phil, the healthcare costs that they'll face in retirement. So somebody comes in to see you for the first time, you know, how, how fixed are they in this arena? I mean, most people don't even think about it, right? I mean, they're, they're only sure, thinking point. of, you know, well, you know, I'm making X amount a year. This is what I need to make in retirement, which, I mean, that's a good starting point. How, you know, what is that target for your lifestyle in retirement? But part of that, you know, using the B word, the budget, the expense, right, is, well, let's break out healthcare, you know? So we always have healthcare as a separate line item in our planning for a couple of reasons. Number one, it changes at various stages, you know? So somebody retiring, pre 65. Well, that early pre Medicare is going to be pretty costly or can be depending on your options for healthcare. You know, so understand what that looks like, you might have a lot of a um, lot more expenses early on in retirement if you're retiring before Medicare. And you so know, like they, with gaps in the planning, so is there is there more likely there? Right? Well, you're just planning for higher, higher expenses early on. Oh, okay. Because you're, okay. you're now going to either be under maybe Cobra, you know, so if you well, yeah, okay, right. retire from a company, you've got 18 months of, of options to continue in that plan, which oftentimes is going to be a better option from coverage and cost, you know, or now you're shopping the marketplace, you know, you're, you're in the pool with everyone else looking for healthcare. And if you've not done that recently, it's it's not good, right? <laughs> Compared to what you get in the the company yeah. um, employer type world, you know the coverages are lower and premiums are pretty high. You know, so I mean you've got to plan for that, understand what that looks like, and then build that into the plan for especially pre sixty five. So, do folks know? The average cost of healthcare in retirement? Do they have a Do they have a, a grasp? I, I don't think they do. Yeah, no. I don't think they do. Um, you know, and again, so that's part of the process for us. I mean, um, Fidelity every year does a a study on what you know the average retiree at sixty five. So I mean, they're even cutting out that whole pre sixty five number. Right. But this last year, twenty twenty two, was the last study they they did. 
um, they said for a married couple 65, they need to have $315,000 set aside for healthcare and retirement. You know, and, that, I, feel and like that's, Fred, I feel like Fred Sanford, you know, <laughs> it's the big one. That's the big one. I'm kind of, wow. Yeah. So, you know, and as for they use the the average Social Security mortality tables for age 65. So for that year it was, I think, 19 for men and like yeah. almost 22 for females. You know, so it's wow. a big number. It's know? a big number. It's a huge you have, number. You have to plan for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Uh, and luckily, most of our audience is familiar with the Fred Sanford reference. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, our 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 producer, who's uh, who's hanging out with us today, Phil. She's probably sitting there going, "Who is Fred that?" Sanford? She's she's googling it. Yeah, Sanford and Son. Uh, all right, so <laughs> so the costs obviously massive, right? So, what are some of the common healthcare related expenses that that you find had the biggest act, impact on a retiree's wealth? Uh, is it prescriptions? Let's start, kind of start there. Like I know my mom is always complaining about, she's like, man, right. they raised the price of this again or whatever. Yep. Yeah. So especially when you get into the, the Medicare world, there's a lot of different options, right? And how you, you approach it. Mm -hmm. um, so prescriptions is going to be one of those kind of one-offs depending on the type of coverage you have. If you have traditional Medicare A and B, you get the supplement or the gap plan. Well, none of that has prescription coverage. So now you're looking at a plan D, a prescription drug plan. Which and is pretty important to, to is, really consider. Is yeah, very important. And, yeah. and it needs to be looked at every year. In fact, right. my son-in-law, Brandon, has been working with our clients right now over the last couple of months up through December the 7th is the, the ending of that period of time to right. make changes in your plan for next year. But reanalyzing, okay, what are the prescriptions that I'm taking? Where do they fall in tiers and how this mm -hmm. works? They have tier one to four, where tier one's a generic, you know, very low cost, probably pay very little depending on your plan for that all the way up to a tier four where, you know, there's not a good generic option. These are brand name drugs and very expensive, Yeah, you know, so sure. depending on where your drugs that you take your prescriptions land, then you have to look at the option for that coverage. Um, right. So yeah, prescriptions, if, if not planned for properly can be costly. Yeah. So yeah, it's, and it's probably the number one, hefty, you know, that it's in your face constantly, right? right. Especially because you're just, if, especially if you have any kind of uh, longer term issues or, or bigger, right. and it's just as aging, right? I mean, it's, it's always right. something, right? So whether you're on a beta blocker or, you know, something like that, right? So maintenance type, yeah, so it's, yeah, maintenance it's just understanding sure. what those are and then having the right plan for yeah. the prescriptions you take. So what a, what a weird, <laughs> what a weird thing, maintenance drugs, right? What yeah, a odd, <laughs> very... <laughs> How many a, years is that, you know, what am I a robot back in yeah, the yeah, 50s need, or 60s? Is that, was that even a, a word, you know, or yeah, a concept strange. of maintenance drugs? But yeah, it's very strange. Uh, Long-term care services, clearly that's right. I mean, yeah. this is going to be the huge impact here. Nursing facilities, some sort of assistance. The nursing home thing, right. It doesn't matter what form or fashion, if somebody's coming to your house or not, right. whatever, this stuff is, is costly. Yeah. And this is, you know, the other end. So the 315 we talked about before, that's not even long-term care. That's just, I know <laughs> that, that's just cost of healthcare, right? And, yeah. and out of pockets, drugs, you know, dental vision, all that kind of stuff that you have all those expenses. Yeah. Long-term care, that's a whole nother discussion, right? And yeah, to your point, um, average cost for um, private uh, nursing home room today is like 108,000 nationally. Yeah. So 108,000 oh, a okay. year for yeah. a national average if you want a private nursing home, right? Semi-privates, yeah. I think 95 almost. And then assisted livings around 54, 55. A year. You know, a year. Yeah. You know, so plan on that average, you know, plan for uh, that kind of care. 
say around five years. And, and generally somebody doesn't need five years of nursing care. You know, usually it's a progression. Right, right. But again, it's something that don't don't ignore it. You know, it's it's a fact that the majority of the people are going to need some kind of care mm-hmm. at some stage for some period of time. So how is that going to be handled? Because the the biggest risk with the long-term care decision is what happens to the surviving spouse, right? right. So the yeah. first spouse that needs care, are they consuming the majority of the assets in the, the providing of that care so that now that surviving spouse maybe doesn't have enough to continue? And right? that's and, and, and happens enjoy the a lifestyle lot. they have, you know, they yeah. want it. Or even beyond that, you know, is that spouse that's not needing the care, are they trying to provide the care? Mm-hmm because they they don't think they can afford it or haven't planned for it. And now they end up diminishing their health because they're doing things they really shouldn't be doing. Oh, it's exhausting. So it's just, it's, it's a big discussion to have. And it's again, to your point, one of those things, none of us want to talk about, right? Mortality, the need for long-term care, you know, not, not well, that's why there, we get the you know, constant. So. We'll take care of each other, right? You know, right, right. Uh, or the kids, the kids it, will do it. The kids, yeah, the, the kids will do take it. Care it. Of yeah, yeah. Well, make yeah. sure you have that discussion with them ahead of time to, to make sure <laughs> that's in the plan, right? Trust me, trust me. You know, I'm like I tell my, you know, now that my brother's retired, I'm like, hey, I need you to take mom, and he's like, oh, I'm like, you know, just do it, <laughs> right? right? You know, so the the kids will do it. Conversation, you know, and even he's in his sixties, and I'm in my fifties, and it, it's still we're still argue over it, right? We're still yep. like brotherly yep. spats about it, so. Uh, yeah, so you got to have those conversations for sure. You know, so like chronic disease management, emergencies, Phil, like all these yep. things, what in there, like what Medicare doesn't cover, I think is probably an also a big impact for people too. They just don't realize that. Right. Yeah. Understand really what it covers. And that's why having that discussion around what are we going to choose for Medicare options as you enter age 65, you know, get to that decision is right. important because there's think of it kind of like two different paths you can take. You can take the traditional Medicare with a supplement. Now you've got to add on a prescription drug. So it's kind of patchy, right? You got Mm -hmm. four different pieces kind of working together. Um, But oftentimes that's going to give you better coverage. It's going to give you more flexibility um, versus going the other direction of a um, part C um, type of plan, an advantage Mm plan where they're more, um, similar to what you might have at work, right? It's a managed care, HMO, PPO type of plans right. where they built in prescription drugs as part of it, you know, all that's part of it. But the downside there is now you have networks, you know, so now you're you're locked into the hospitals and doctors that are in that network that year. So if you have a doctor or hospital that you really like, and next year they can't come to an agreement from a pricing standpoint with that network, they mm-hmm. leave. Yep. Well, now you don't have a choice. You have to either find somebody else or try to get different coverage. And that becomes really yeah. difficult as you get in. And anybody in who's gone through years, that hates so. it, right? Any right. Anybody who's who's found a good doctor that they, they actually really like and they can communicate with, kind yep. of like an advisor, right? Kind of like yeah, that's, right. that's right. Uh, and then you have to switch. Oh, it's the worst, right? Yeah. So not, not so, a yeah, understanding what Medicare covers and doesn't cover ways to to, to cover that. Yeah. In, in you know, similar to a lot of the discussions and decisions that you make along the way, you have to look beyond today, you know, because oftentimes people look at that Medicare decision when they first enter it and say, well, you know, hey, I'm not taking any medicine, you know, really don't need the doctor. So I'm going to take the cheapest route and we're going to go this, you know, this way over here. Yeah. Well, five years down the road, something happens. You yep. know, now you need yep. care and you're like, well, yeah, now I'll just switch. Well, guess what? Now you can't. 
Right? Oh, yeah. So you, you've lost some options because you don't have the ability to just switch without medical underwriting at some point. Yep. You know, yeah, now you're it, stuck, you know, yep. so you've got to be very conscious of, okay, what is my decision today look like five, 10 years down the road if I do need care? Yeah, uh, so. playing that dangerous game, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, my my brother does that. Unfortunately, he's he's sixty five and he's never had really anything wrong with him, and so he goes with the cheapest options, everything, because he's like, yeah, I'm always fine. It's like, well, you've been super lucky. Uh, at some point, you may not be, and then you know, <laughs> that's right, that's right. Can't, I can't get it through his head. So, uh, what's what's your general advice, Phil, on long term care insurance? Since we were just kind of talking about that, because the first thing people think of is, man, it's crazy expensive. You know, yeah, I mean, and cons. it's definitely expensive, you know, and, and it's like any insurance. You don't want to be insurance poor. You know, I mean, right. the plan has to work first for you guys to, to retire and enjoy retirement. Right. Have the long term care discussion to see, OK, what are some options to cover that expense? You know, if there is truly going to be a shortfall, if either spouse needs it, go into that with that understanding to say, OK, well, here's the options. You know, we mm -hmm. can buy long term care, but then that might mean now. We're going to have to pare back on some of the other um, plans in retirement to help cover this, you know, need that maybe is never there. It, right. It's just like home or auto insurance, right? I mean, it's part of your budget. You pay it. You hope you never need it, but you don't right. want to not have it because, yeah. you know, if it's the house, you probably don't have a choice if you have a mortgage. You don't have a choice if you have a mortgage, but even if you didn't. Right. You probably well, you're not supposed to, to have a choice. Because... Yes. Yeah. You're not supposed to have a choice for your car either, but you know. Well, yeah, that's a, yeah. But they also <laughs> force you to have like no fault insurance or whatever so that if somebody else doesn't have it that you're yeah, so right. you know, it's a big weird thing. So it's just go into it with the understanding of what it looks like and and there's a lot of different options around it, you know. It's not yeah. just the old traditional long-term care anymore. Well, I was going to say what are some so, alternatives? Are there some alternatives out there or some other things to, that people can look at or think about? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, traditionally, long-term care was much like home or auto, right? It was a, once you had it, right, you're, it's guaranteed. They're not going to take it away, you know, but the, the differences with it is that it's what's called annual, annually renewable. So you don't know what the premium is going to be next year or the year after or five or 10 years down the road. And that's the biggest risk with traditional long-term care is, well, today I get into, oh, it's really inexpensive, but five, 10 years, the closer you get to that need, cost goes up, right? I mean, it's just right. the, the insurance company knows this is how the, the plan works. So understand what that looks like. And what if you never need it? You know, you spent all this money, and you, you didn't need it. Yeah. So another option is asset based care, um, which is definitely something to consider because it's life insurance at its core, um, typically. So there, there's always going to be a death benefit with those type of plans where and oftentimes that death benefit is is equal to the premium or thereabouts. You know, so somebody at some point gets a benefit back, but then there's a multiple of that benefit if there's a need for care. So with you that know, being asset based, what's that based on? Your your total assets, home? Oh no, it's it's asset based in that the um it, it's a uh, an asset, a cash value life policy. Oh, okay, is okay, is the concept. Yeah, so not it's not based assets. on your assets. No, gotcha. No, no. Okay, yeah. No, it's just rather than just be a you know think of it like in the life insurance world, kind of the same concept, a term insurance that's just pure insurance right traditional long-term care is just pure insurance you know versus like a cash value policy a whole life universal life those have cash value that's what the asset-based care is is it has a value it's an asset that then there's a, a long-term care multiple on top of that so and that's gotcha 
you know, a big discussion trying to fit in, in into a couple of minutes. So there's a right. lot of fine tunes and, and tweaks to right. look at that. But those right. are kind of the two different worlds of coverage for long-term care, traditional versus asset-based, understand how they work. And I mean, frankly, the other option is looking at the house, right? Because it's-, I, it's that's, oftentimes... that's immediately what I thought of when you first mentioned that, right? Because I was yeah. thinking almost like the reverse mortgage I, you know, concept, right. but that's the other so, thing too. So, I mean, if- if in your plan, it just doesn't work to fund truly long-term care with traditional asset base, whatever makes sense for you, right? Um, then maybe the house, right? Because typically you, you shouldn't be planning and spending the house in retirement. I mean, I, if you're doing that, then there's, that's a whole other discussion, <laughs> but, you know, there, there should be the house left um, right. at some point, you know? So right. oftentimes people will look at that and say, well, hey, I mean, if we get to that stage, you know, if the one spouse needs care, we spend a, a lot of the assets. Now the surviving spouse doesn't have enough. The house is still there. You know, right. hopefully by then it's paid off. So you can sell it. You can do a reverse mortgage, you know, and, and the reverse mortgage is one of those things um, that has a really bad name for a good reason. I mean, they were sure. terrible products back in the day when they first came yeah. out. Yeah. They've they definitely gotten better. Completely revamped and, and it's something to understand, you know, mm -hmm. as an option. So again, there's there are op, there are options around how do you approach long term care. So yeah. don't avoid the discussion just because it's like oh I can't afford it. It's too expensive. Right. Going to go there, which is where most Talk people go. It. Yeah. You know, definitely. understand the options and then have a plan to what this might look like. So. Okay, so let me let me kind of wrap it up with this, Phil. So when you're putting strategies in place together, how do you? How do you count for healthcare costs, right? I mean, we I think the the fundamental concept is we all probably agree that it's going prices continue to go up, right? So there's with that in mind, and we we hear things like well, it outpaces normal inflation, right? Healthcare costs outpace. So do you kind of assign percentages when you're building plans to kind of go with that? Like so, like if you're trying to build a your financial plan and let's say at three and a half percent to keep up with inflation, do you do the same for for healthcare, or does that go to like five percent, or how does that look? Yeah. So that, remember in the beginning we were talking, or maybe it was the last podcast we were talking about when we're building that that uh, retirement budget out or expense need out. Right. We break out the healthcare component for a couple of reasons. Number one, it changes right throughout stages. So if you if right. you retire pre sixty five, that's going to be a lot bigger number than what it could be at sixty five. Um, the other reason that we would break it out that way is for the point that you just mentioned is inflation. Historically, and in, in it content, continues on, the cost of healthcare, whether it's insurance premiums or just the cost of actual care, out exceeds inflation, traditional inflation. You know, so if you're using a three. You know, we use five or five and a half for cost of medical, you know, just to make sure we're building in that piece of the, the retirement budget has a higher cost of living. So you need so, your assets generating right. more so than that again, or more. Th right. This is the need. Now you've got to figure out how am I going to satisfy that need? So yeah. and then the other piece is we're we're actually building into the plan to say, OK, somebody going at, you know, in at 65 for Medicare, we're putting in in the plan, the cost of the, the best plan at that point, you know, so we would go in with, well, we're going to take traditional Medicare and go with a plan, let's call it our plan G today, which if you did that from the medical side, doesn't count prescriptions, you're not going to have any out of pocket that Medicare wouldn't cover because that's all covered under plan G other mm -hmm. than the, it's a little over like $230 deductible, right? So higher premium, but still you might not, might not be as high as you may think, but right. you're covered now. You know, gotcha. So again, it's one of those things, 
build in the kind of the worst case up front to make it work better long term. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and, and of course, you know, when I'm sitting down and working with a financial pro, right? They're not working with one. Let me back this up. So not working with one, we're just thinking about the basics of, you know, you're talking to your spouse and you're just saying, right. Hey, this is what we need to get by. This is where we're at now. This is what we've got building, you know, right. and you don't, we don't think about all these extra pieces, Phil, because right. it's a lot like yeah, we're sitting here talking about it and there's just a ton of stuff and we barely scratched the surface in 20 minutes, yeah. you know, so it gets daunting, which I think is the other piece, the mortality piece of the conversation and, and the, just the overwhelming, damn, this is just a lot. Yeah. I can't yeah, keep yep. up with it. Right. Yep. Uh, and so we just kind of avoid it, especially if you're DIY in it. So it's really important to, to make sure you're sitting there and bring it up to your financial professional. If you are working with one and certainly bring it up with your spouse. So you guys can talk about these things, uh, but then definitely bring it up with them. And if they're not talking with you about it, then, you know, maybe it's time to look at another situation because you might be just doing that broker kind of thing where they're just really helping you grow the money uh, versus what are you going to do with Having all the different plan, pieces of it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause know. it's to your point, you know, and we've talked about this many times too, is that transition of it's a different strategy when you're saving for retirement. It's pretty easy, right? It's only where do I put the money, how much, and you know, kind of that long-term picture you get to this stage. Okay. Now that I've accumulated, how does that money come out most tax efficiently, you know, and just, again, the whole game changes, especially medical, you know, going in pretty easy. Here's the plans you have at work. You know, what kind of, you know, deductibles, co-pays do I want? You pick a plan, you know, on this side, there's all sorts of different options when you get into medicine. Well, yeah. So. And, and somebody might sit there and make the argument and say, well, you know what? And I'll wrap it up here. I know we're getting long, but make the argument and say, you know what? I can, I can distribute the money. I can pull the money. I, you know, once I get to retirement, I can easily put it over and pull it out, you know, what I need each yep. month. And I can easily just use Medicare, you know? Uh, and, and uh, you're right. You know, technically you can, but is that the total, just doing the, the things that we're, we know are in place, is that the best, most efficient option to get right. you the retirement that you want? Not saying you can't do it. My mother's doing it, right? But yeah. it's not the retirement she wanted, you know? Right. Yep. So, so. that's the question. We didn't, we didn't even touch on HSAs, but if you're pre-retirement, HSAs, you have yeah. to look at it. And we've talked well, we, many times. We did an episode on that. that. Yeah. Yeah. We did an episode on that. So, so. since our, since our producer Molly is uh, hanging out with us here in the background, I'll have her link that uh, to the, uh, to that episode that we did in the show notes. So if you just want to click on that and go check out that HSA, yeah. uh, episode we did folks, that's a great way to look at that as well, because yeah, there's a lot of information oh, that yeah. we just don't have time to get into. And there's a ton of it for HSA and it's, it could be a great option. So go check that one out. HSAs. We talked about that 315 needed for medical and retirement. So yeah. HSAs, those are a great vehicle. Think of it almost like a, a 401k or IRA for healthcare, right? Yep. <clears throat> on steroids. Those early on get that money building so that there's the bucket for healthcare later on. Yep, so. absolutely. So go check that one out and don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, all that good stuff, whichever, you know, app you like using yep. uh, YouTube uh, in video form. So you can check all that stuff out. You can find it all at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. Uh, and don't forget again uh, to subscribe to us. Or if you got some questions, you need some help, please give Phil a call or call a financial professional, someone who definitely has had experience doing all this kind of stuff. There's a lot going on in there. So reach out to him, give him a call 248-888-7530. Before you take any action, you should always talk with a financial pro uh, before you do anything from any show you hear ours or any others, right? So 248-888-7530. We're going to get out of here. Phil, thanks for hanging out, buddy. As always, I'll see you next week right here take care. on Phil's Tax Hacks and other 
Retirement Facts. Bill? Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.